last exit to Brooklyn, I enter. Carefully, the queen holds my scepter. Getting numb like a derelict on scotch. I'm Dick Lewis, because baby, I'm watching you scheme on a brother for a night. All right. All right. So here we are, everybody. Welcome to the show, Last Exit to Brooklyn, here on United Stations. Uh, we're all back. Yeah. We're all here. We're all here. Yeah. We have a special guest. Who is our special guest? Molly Heckerling. I'm the special guest. Hey, Molly. Friend of Hi. the show. Yeah. How do you like our new studio? It's fancy schmancy. I feel like this I'm is... at the United Nations, not the United yeah. Stations. <laughs> it does feel like that, right? Yeah. It's about the size. It's a little intimidating. I actually, this... I actually heard they were going to turn the United Nations into a podcast. So. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if this doesn't go to war, then if this doesn't if this doesn't go well, then it's World War Three. So mm-hmm. no pressure. Mm. Yeah. You like um, the microphones? I do. I love the microphones. Okay. We caught. We coughed on all of them before. Okay. Yeah. So spreading the corona. I want to know you can how take I'm going to yeah. You want to know how you're going to get coronavirus? Yeah. You know the suspense is killing me. Because <laughs> you know you're definitely going to get it. Right. Are yeah. you one of those people where you're like, oh, the bad, a bad thing. It's definitely going to happen to me. I I am, except when it actually is like a viable threat then i'm just like ah it's no big deal who yeah. fucking cares coronavirus let me touch your face yeah well do you think people are taking it seriously like do you think it's because i mean um there are cases in new york city now there's one there was a case apparently like right across the street from where i'm working so that was a little like oh and near grand central station oh, okay. which and i was like why aren't people like talking about that more because like I was kind of like, oh, Grand Central, a guy in Grand Central Station, kind of, oh, don't worry, no one ever goes there. <laughs> yeah, but, right. you know, I was saying to Eric, like, that's always the go-to reference when pe- in pop culture and people are trying to talk about a, the busiest place in the world. Like, they'll always be like, man, it's like Grand Central Station. Like, I remember, like, on the show MASH. Oh, yeah. They would be like, hey, it's crazy in here. It's like Grand Central Station. So it's like, oh, someone got coronavirus in Grand Central Station? Oh, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, where's Alan Alda when you need him? <laughs> yeah. I love how all my references always yeah. go back to very old, yeah. Um, I feel like that's a, a thing that you say when you've never actually been to Grand Central Station. Yes. Yeah, it's like Grand Central Station in here. Well, apparently where this whole thing's kind of really spread was this Wuhan, Wuhan. South, Wuhan, South China market. Where yeah. apparently a lot of people go and stuff. So it was well, you know, of- Wuhan's like a giant city. We don't know like big eastern cities in the west, right? But Wuhan's like, like if it were in the east, it'd be or in the west, it would be one of the biggest cities, you know, it's between giant- Europe and and the Americas. You it's mean, massive, yeah. population wise. Is that what that Busta Rhymes song is? Uh- it's got into the nineties now, which is good. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember that song? Wuhan. Nope. I got you all <laughs> check. You don't remember? That was a big no. song. Well, it was about the coronavirus. It was, wow. It was very prescient. Mm. Thank you. You'd be great you'd be great to uh, be on an improv team with. <laughs> yep. Do you know uh, this? No. No, but. Yeah. no um, but you're wrong and stop talking. All right, okay. I need a song that no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not you're not nervous about it at all? I'm. I mean, aren't you? You're. You, you know. know also uh, yeah, I yeah, am can, pregnant. Do you mind saying that? I'm pregnant, and I live in a building with my 90 year old grandma. And theoretically, I should be scared shitless, but I'm also such a contrarian again that, like, I feel like because everyone's freaking out about it so mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. I simply refuse. It's like reading the Da Vinci Code. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not reading it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you're all talking about it too much. Wow, you're really missing that. out on that one. Yeah. Um, that was a 2005 reference, so we're moving. We're there, man. How many people died from that? <laughs> from the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. <laughs> just, um, just not enough. 
Just just everybody's uh, intellect. Yeah. We can talk about that in another podcast. Um, so, yeah, are you worried about it or, or no? You're not. Are I you mean, guys like, worried about it? I or, am. Are you? Yeah. Not yet, but... You know, I was thinking about the other day. It's like, what'll it take? No, no, but it'll have to be have to be a case in your apartment. I'll tell you why. Because comedians still are making fun of it. Every single of comic course. on every show is talking about it, making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it on late night TV and stuff like that. And I don't, you know, usually when there's a tragedy, no one makes a joke, and then you wait a while, and then people will start making jokes. But this is kind of working reverse now. I feel like everyone's mm-hmm. making jokes, but the worse it gets. I mean, yeah. and when re- people really start dying, are anyone going to make jokes? Yeah, uh, people are dying. Yeah, besides already, Ari Schaefer, I mean, is anyone else going <laughs> to? People um, are going to make jokes because it's. I don't. This is like a na- this is like a tragedy that you can't stop from happening. Like when nine eleven happened, people kind of immediately, comedians at least, immediately started making jokes because it's just it's out of your control. This isn't like I, I a political like, tragedy. Or I feel something. like thousands of people are going to die, and Trump's still going to. Be his uh, approval rating still going to be forty three percent. It's never, it's never Even going out of the forties. Tw- it's going to be like a hundred thousand people just will not turn on. It. I mean, that's the main thing that I was thinking. You know, goes to immediately is how they don't do anything. You know, what I mean, they're not handed because it wasn't he kind of like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's going to disappear. I thought he put Mike Pence in charge of yeah. uh, containing it, and then Mike Pence was like, just pray away the fucking coronavirus. It works with being gay. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. I just loved how he did. He did say that it'll disappear, Trump. That's literally he said when it gets yeah. warm out. So you know, he's, is that what he? But he even he, gave a date. Like, like he said, like April, <laughs> <laughs> which is such an odd. Like, um, do you know, it's such a vague. Why? Why April? You know what I mean? Like, thank you, doctor. Um, so. I don't know if you know this. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm getting that. But kind I guess the, it, it just seems like a thing that, you know, finally he would, you know, it, he couldn't get out of, but he seems to be getting out of it. No, so. he like defunded the CDC, didn't he? Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. That's well, why people are pissed, I think. Yeah, it was just some people, uh, it's, you know, Obama kind of put extra money into it and some mm-hmm. people into it. And when Trump came in, he, he out of spite, he was just cutting everything off. Which was did. prior to, to, you know, it was prior to the outbreak. It wasn't like he did that after. No, he no, but he was just doing was... everything to, I mean, yeah. even if it was good or bad, he would right. just do it to spite. Do you, you know? yeah. do, you, um, do you follow politics, Molly? I, I do. I'm very obnoxious on Twitter, so I like to okay. think I'm yeah. <laughs> So are you following what's happened in the last, so what the big de- developments in the last, so uh, I guess Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. Biden had a huge comeback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that coming? I kind of did because all the centrists dropped out immediately and endorsed him. So I was like, oh, they're trying to give him that Super Tuesday bump. Right, right. Um, and, and do you think, Liz Sam, do you think and Liz is gone now, right? Liz is gone now, and I'm hoping that she uh, runs with Sanders because I feel like that would be an unstoppable ticket. Do you think so? Yeah. I I do. I think it would like piss off some Warren supporters and piss off some Sanders supporters, but I'd be in hog heaven, so I don't yeah. give a shit. Okay, you know so that have- he's not winning the nomination though. I don't know. I don't think so now. <laughs> I mean, they're certainly doing everything they can to stop him, but I, I feel bad for Joe Biden at this point. He's, like, confusing his wife with his sister. Yeah. He can't remember if he's running for president or senate. Hilarious. I'm just sort of like, can we, this what, poor why, guy. What did he do? He's, he, he had his, uh, he had, was, it, was he next to his wife? He, he was, was next ho- to both of them. <laughs> and he and goes, this he... is my sister, and it was his wife. Or <laughs> he's just like, he's out yeah. of it, dude. He's Maybe a- he meant it like, oh, my sister, you know, sisters. <laughs> well, like he, women say it, like, like you're my sister. sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he did. Uh, I think that he's going to get destroyed in a debate against Trump. He's you made, do? Yeah, he's made too many uh, gaffes and mess-ups. Yeah, and, but you know that Trump, like, just 
makes mistakes constantly. Yeah, but he is a uh, charismatic guy who could like sort of hold his own. Well, in I think the public. problem is is that is that if if Trump makes a mistake in a debate, Biden may not call him out on it. If Biden makes a mistake, Trump will just it's oh yeah. yeah. Even if yeah. he doesn't make a mistake, Trump <laughs> yeah, will call him yeah, out. Yeah, on just it. the past like stuff that's happened already. Yeah. Like he could he has he has enough oh, material yeah. to do an hour well, set. In, I mean, I know I can't wait to see Trump's new hour. Honestly, I can't wait. I, I mean, to be honest, as much as I am not a fan of politics in general, I am so excited for whoever Trump is going to go. I heard the next debate's going to be a, a, a Netflix special. It should be Trump's honestly. Netflix special. Yeah. Um, Are you upset that there's going to be no? Uh, definitely, there's not going to be a female presidential candidate. Mm. Well, Tulsi Gabbard is still in it for some reason. Uh, yeah. I can't understand, but she's so she has she's not officially. That's my girl. She, um, she is not officially uh, uh, withdrawn. No, I think she's just. I don't know what she's doing. She's not running ads. She's not. She it doesn't campaigned. seem like she campaigns. Right. She's maybe just going from town to town she hall only, to town hall wearing lasers. She something. only got one percent more of the vote than I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't she only get like one percent? I think she just passed these nuts. Is what happened. <laughs> okay, cool. So she's got a again. chance. She's running for Fox News contributor. Contributor. That's yeah. what she's actually running. For. Yeah, no, she's going to exactly. be doing that in six months. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, as a woman, I, uh, you know, I just uh, generally don't go in for identity politics. I, I try to stay focused on policy, and I really liked um, Elizabeth Warren. I thought she made some questionable decisions, but um, I still think that it would be a really good ticket to sort of pull the centrists and the uber lefties Were you? Are you together. a Sanders? I um, am an annoying Sanders. I'm not yeah. a Bernie bro. I'm a Bernie schmo. <laughs> okay. And I will, I will what does only that mean respond exactly? to being addressed Because you're not such. like uh, insane? Because <laughs> um, I feel like the term bro is erasure. <laughs> I identify yeah. as a schmo. Okay. And I just want people to respect that um but yeah i mean it's it's crazy i feel like trump versus biden would be a disaster yes and it's not because trump is smarter than biden trump is no. a dumpster fire but the only thing he's good at is being king of the trolls you, you don't like yeah. you don't say you don't think shit. he would destroy sanders no. Not the same way. No. Sanders has like this integrity. Like it would he just won't... be two guys yelling at each other. Yeah, and, yeah, but one right. of them would know what he's talking exactly. about. But it's also like that thing where it's like at a distance, if you see a crazy person mm -hmm. arguing with a sane person, can you tell who's who? You know what I mean? Yes. Um. Yeah. Do, I. I just. Why do. Why do you think Biden would be so bad? I thought he's, he was pretty he's going senile. You can't. I mean, he's he's forget. I'm not even trying to make a joke. I don't first of all, why are they other? Everyone's like 90 years old. Yeah. They're running. Are what the old. hell is going well, on? First of all, he just admitted recently that he stutters, and I didn't even know that he was Biden. Yeah, he has a stuttering. But when problem. you watch videos of him from a few years ago, it's like, stuttering. where's the stutter? Uh, yeah, I well, think. Well, it, I, I'm sure he's kind of overcome it a lot, but he's a clumsy. Maybe always, he forgot that he didn't he's have always one. been a clumsy politician. <laughs> he, he, ran, he, he ran for president three times already, or this yeah. is his third time, maybe four yeah. times. So he's a clumsy politician. So, right, right. Um, he was. I don't think he was ever someone who was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you don't think he's gonna? Trump's gonna have a field day with him sniffing girls' hair and the young yeah. women. It's just gonna be I, a I don't, nightmare. I don't think him. he's gonna go attack him on that. What? Because no, he, because he's, he's, he's afraid. Own, yeah. But I don't think he cares. What? I don't think he. Ca I think I don't think he. He has like a great answer for just everything. Like he won't. Biden. No, Trump. Oh, like say, you, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. saying, you don't think Trump will go after him? Of course for he will. No. no, Eric doesn't think he will. No, well, I think crazy. his line, his attack, is going to be more of like, oh, I mean, that's why he needs the stock market to stay up, Trump, because he'll go and say, oh, if Biden's president, the stock market will tank, uh, the economy will go in the crapper. That's what he'll say for Bernie. 
No, I hit, he's they're going to use that for Biden. For for Bernie, there would be like he's just going to change the whole economy around. Yeah, that's destroy exactly. everything. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's that's the fear mongering. Biden's not that easy to run against. I, I mean, just because he's a I moderate. Yeah. I mean, just his policies. Just his policies. You don't understand your, your attack on him. Maybe. The only thing you could say is that he's goofy and yeah. he, and he's clumsy a little bit. Well, right? no, a policy wise, he's done some things that people aren't crazy about. But but older voters like him because yeah. it's sort of like the trusted brand thing, right. where mm-hmm. it's like this guy was the vice president. Yep. You know, he worked on the Paris Climate Accord, and he was with Obama, like the whole Obama Association. But a lot of That's young huge people, for him. Huge. Oh, they're gonna yeah. have to play the shit out of that. But yeah. a lot of young people are like, "Oh, here's a video of him being an asshole about yep. the crime bill. Here's him being an asshole right, about Roe right. v. Wade. Here's mm-hmm. him being an but asshole." But the only about, thing is, I you know, know, this whole young voter thing. I feel like they don't come out though, and the and the like they're with not, this Super Tuesday, they didn't really come out for Bernie. Not for Bernie. But Nothing there was changed. also a lot of voter suppression because Texas closed down a shit ton of polling sites, and then in in multiple states there were like you know, seven hour long wait times yeah. to vote and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, the youth turnout could be better, but also they do go out of their way to try to suppress the vote. Yeah, I got to tell you, because I never have a problem voting. Like wherever I go, mm-hmm. it's, there's never a lot. I know, me neither. It takes me like 10 minutes. Everyone's and, always like, oh, I don't want to vote. <laughs> I can't believe people don't vote. Yeah, I, but it always like blows my to, mind. To going to what she's saying, though, would you wait five hours online to vote? I don't no, think I would. No, I wouldn't wait five hours to Vote for me getting blown. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Is there an election That'd for that? Be, yeah, I'm, there should be. See, that's yeah, that's what we. Would should you be wait seven for. hours to vote? for Tom to be blown? <laughs> yes. Um, I I might wait seven hours to vote depending on on where I lived. Yeah, I I, I might. I'm that schmuck. If I if if working wasn't an issue for me that right. day. I'm not saying it wouldn't be frustrating. Why does it take seven? Like, where does it Wait, take seven it's, hours? It's all about, like, where do you live? You live... I live on the Upper West okay. Side, so it never takes me long because they I'm pro- surrounded by old Jews, and they're like, why do we want to suppress that vote? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. These are all rich old white people. But it's a, it's a more of an upscale area, so they have yeah. a lot of voting booths. and Like, there's not, you know, in certain areas, they just don't have enough for the people who are voting. You right. Know? Yeah. Why? What, what, what's because they the... don't want them to vote. Because they yeah, right. Vote. <laughs> I don't think the Democrats were thrilled about a lot of young people supporting Bernie. And, no. you know, they were doing everything they could to get the vote down for Bernie. Also, Elizabeth Warren staying in, which, you know, she you're right. She had a lot of people and people liked her policy, but it definitely hurt Bernie in the primary. Like, yeah, he would have it, it he is funny. Yeah, but Bloomberg hurt Biden. So not as much. Bloomberg not was nearly the... as much. Though. Bloomberg. But man, I, I I had about a week where I was like, oh, it's Bloomberg. And then I terrible. saw that debate and he was like, eh, what do you mean? <laughs> Wasn't that how he talked every time? He has the worst accent. It's not New York. It's, like, not, it's you... from Boston. It, but it's not even a Boston accent. Yeah. It just sounds vaguely They're like, you instilled racist it's, policies. It's He's like, I did not. He kept saying, I apologize for that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, boy. That's not a good platform. I apologize. <laughs> that, yeah. it's, it's, I feel like every interview just kept saying that. Well, he you know spent I mean? $500 million. It's unbelievable. On, aver- <laughs> on advertising, he should have taken a couple of debate classes. You know, I mean, I that's, mean his, yeah. it was just, he just lost it there on the debate. Well, he, he, did, he took a few from uh, his debate. Debate coach uh, Stockdale. Do, do you know who that is? That no. was Ross Perot's <laughs> running mate. Oh, oh okay. good, yeah. Right. The guy, who, yeah. <laughs> you remember that well, thing you, from 1953? <laughs> he took some debate classes from Dan Quayle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. even no, I remember no, seeing. He should have taken debate classes from William Jennings Bryan. I'm trying to get older with the reference. Mm. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nobody knows who that is. No, what you, about you from that guy, Cro Magnon? Man, <laughs> did I do that joke already? I think that was before right, cool. we were rolling. Yeah. It was bad both times. Thank God we got it though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got it on tape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that's a good segue. So I want to. Um, 
So Molly, you uh, you have a new web series out called Ratso. I do. Is that right? Well, yes. Can we talk about that. We can talk about that. I uh, filmed it over the summer in my mom's basement, like a real millennial. Yeah, I saw I saw part of it. Yeah. It looked really good. It was funny. I liked it. Thank I, it looked you. good, right? I thought, yeah, I thought it came out well. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've got we've got three episodes up. It's uh, it's just on my channel, which is you know Molly Heckerling on YouTube, and okay. it's uh, it's and, puppets, right? Yeah, it's but like, it's kind of like filthy. You weren't sure about that when you. You saw it? <laughs> right? You're like, I saw oh, a lot of tits. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on a really small phone. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the characters, I know, is a dirty pu- diaper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some talking shitty diapers that made some very bad faith arguments. Oh, uh, okay. I just want, so why pu- why puppets? And I know you're, you're into comedy and, like, you know, comedy writing and, you know, producing and stuff, but why did you decide to go... Do you have? Do you not like working with actors, or is it just? Are you like into puppets? I'm. Yeah, I'm just like that loser. <laughs> Sorry, that I was sounded like, so weird. What could You're make her me... sound deranged? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have sex with puppets? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how can I make myself seem like more of a loser failure? <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I'll start to work with puppets. Right. Okay. Um. No, I actually had the idea for the show because some woman I randomly met at the NAM convention, just like a music convention, was like, oh, I know someone who works in TV. They're looking for ideas. And like, I pulled an idea out of my ass. And then for some reason, I stuck with the idea and toyed with like, should I do animation? Should I do claymation? Yeah. And then I thought like, oh, puppets would be easy because you just yeah. make the puppet and then you have the puppet. And like, who did you just had like people voice had provide the voices? Yeah, me and my friends we did voices and Are uh, you one of the I voices? Had, I am. I'm Ratso. You yeah. are. Yeah, okay. I'm Ratso and you, Liza. Can you explain the what the Yeah, what's the what, premise? premise? So it's uh you know this guy Ratso, he's a rat. He lives with his <laughs> he lives with his mother in a dump called Landfill Heights and it's just sort of like this cast of characters that live in this dump. Yeah. He works at a strip club for pigeons called the Coo club mm. um <laughs> his best friend is a lab rat that's had like way too many experiments performed on him so he's yeah. all cracked out so it's one of, of like those a... stories that's been told over and over <laughs> yeah it's super tropey and stupid and i was like all right well that's easy to like hang anything on because it's so right cliche was there something when you were young did you like i mean like like a puppet Com- like puppet I mean, comedy. Wait, I is love there the a Muppets way to describe and Meet the Feebles and Meet Avenue the Feebles? Is that the Peter Jackson one? Yeah. Have you guys seen that? No. It's yeah. insane. It's like insane. Yeah. It's just like deranged puppet movie. What's Fraggle Rock? What's that? That's something. That's that was a Henson job. That was yeah. a Jim Henson uh, HBO show. I never saw because my parents didn't have HBO young. Oh. Thanks Your parents wouldn't let you watch Fraggle Rack. It's too <laughs> risque. I saw the porn Fraggle Rack. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you, I never saw it. I never. Does it, was that character have something to do with the, uh, Rizzo from? Um... Yeah, we make a joke in the first episode where his mother's like, "Oh, I can't believe I let myself get knocked up by Rizzo from the Muppet Show." Right. Mm. I bet he never even gave Kermit my headshot. You know, that <laughs> sort of thing. Because it's like they do kind of look like they look Rizzo-ish. Right. And mm. is Ratso a reference to Midnight Cowboy? Wasn't yeah, that? I mean, his so name in he was Ratso Rizzo, so that's where they even got the name for. Is Rizzo. that his name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then oh. I, I go on YouTube. I'm posting my my stupid videos, and it's like he's not even the only Ratso puppet on YouTube. But you know, for me, I'm like, well, if there were puppet rats, like maybe the name Ratso would be like Mike for them. So who fucking cares? Oh yeah, that's true. It's not like anyone has the copyright. Do you? Ha- how many? So how many episodes do you have coming out? There's 11 in total, oh, and, oh. and it actually starts taking on a very anti-Trump 
vibe mm. on the next one. So I'm kind of nervous because when you disable you those know. YouTube comments, you should do <laughs> you that. Might want to do that. that I'm not gonna. Get, uh, I, no, you know. don't. Yeah, don't do. Don't disable them. But yeah, that'll probably get a lot more. That'll get more attention. Probably. You want people to get mad. Yeah. I think right? it's gonna piss yes. off leftists too because the humor is oh. offensive. It's like we have pigeon strippers that are getting smacked around. Well, and I'm stuff. sure leftists like, will get mad if if it's just a thing they can look. They at. just get mad at everything. <laughs> yeah. If you, if they can see it, they'll get mad at it. Yeah. It'll you know it'll piss off everybody if anyone watches it. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> um. So are there things recently? Like, did you see the um? A Happy Time Murders. Did you guys see that? That was a puppet. I actually comedy. didn't see that. Um, I heard it was. Did you hear about I it? I had no idea. It, it, it came is out. This? That was the Melissa McCarthy thing. The, the trailer looked great, but I, I never saw the movie because I heard the movie. Wasn't I heard good. the movie was really bad. But the one okay. thing in the movie that was really funny, they kind of gave away. Was it the when he's like coming? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw that part too. Yeah. Do you probably... have stuff that like uh, oh, graphic? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the in the episode we just posted, we have like a money shot of like I made a a puppet pussy looking thing to lay an egg for one of the pigeon strippers. <laughs> oh, wow. So, it, you know, it's pretty dirty. So how hard how hard was that? How long to did make that the take pussy you? Puppet? Yeah. Yeah, how long did you spend on, on the pussy? The pussy actually <laughs> didn't take me that long. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's That's detailed, but it's not the world's best looking pussy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is that intentional or just how it came oh, out? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, she's been through the mill. Okay, it's, it. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. The puppets actually took... Uh, I've, I've been working on this, like, on and off for eight years. And I've been... Whoa. Really? I did, like, other versions of it that didn't pan out. Or, you know, didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just do my last hurrah. Like, you know, I'm going to do this one more time my way. And uh, and did you, so, and you, you, you're still, we met you through doing stand-up. Yeah. So you're still doing, like, a lot of stand-up? No. I okay. did, uh, the last time I saw you guys was the last time I did a show, and I fucking tanked. Oh, man. Uh, I remember that. Where, I remember you were, it was at Broadway. Yeah. Uh, was I there? I wasn't there. I don't think you were there. No, no, no. I don't think so. But I do mm. remember you were like, they were really bad. And no, I, I didn't like, say yeah. I never blame the audience. I always blame myself. Oh, Because well, I'm not a professional. I always blame the audience. <laughs> so in my, in my head, that's what it went to. Because um, see... when I, I went up after you and I was like, they were bad. <laughs> you weren't? I thought you did good, though. They liked you. Um, not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> it was a weird room and I, it felt like it was hard to, you know, get them all together. Mm. You yeah. killed that night, though, Eric. You oh. you slayed. That's because I had puppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he did. Uh, he, he did bring out the big guns. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, we've talked to you about this before. So your whole like w when you got into showbiz, like, you have you come from a showbiz family. So is that was there a time when like like before this puppet thing, had you tried to like uh like before you even did stand up like try to like pitch shows or like were you in, did you get into writing like you want to do comedy writing um, or I did yeah i did I, you ever have the experience of having to like meet with networks and stuff and being like i have this idea and i've met with people and things haven't panned out and i wrote a spec for robot chicken and then i think i like murdered my chances by having one awkward phone conversation with brecken meyer oh um, really yeah like i have lots of career regrets Okay, um, but well, also, what was that conversation? Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, he called me. I wrote a. Oh wait, spec he was script. okay. So he was in your mom's movie, right? Yeah, okay. and he works on and, the show. And you, were, you were like, road trip sucks. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I auditioned for road trip. You did. Yeah, wait, which guys is this in road trip? <laughs> you were supposed to be the Rachel Blanchard. 
part. He's the guy, the main guy in Road Trip. And the main guy, okay. The short guy. And you auditioned for which part? I auditioned for a couple of parts. Um, one of them was Anthony Rapp's part. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of them was the the least famous on the road trip, the like curly haired guy. Mm-hmm. I remember. So yeah. I remember, like, I I'll tell this really fast. So I went in. My friend was like, he's like this movie actor guy, and he saw me do stand. I just started doing stand up, and then like the, the, I got a call, and they were like, "Hey, this is like DreamWorks." You know, how does and, that happen? Because my friend was like a movie actor guy oh, wow. who had been in movies, and he had like told them, "Oh, my friend's funny." Mm. And so, you know, I've been doing stand up like a year, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, this is DreamWorks. We're doing a movie. Jeez. Want you to come out?" I was like, "Oh, cool. Yes, this is normal." Um, no. <laughs> and then I went. In. They give me like, you know, it's a comedy. They give me the least funny parts to read. Yeah. Um, they gave you the whole script, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's not like a group, but I mean, literally, it was like I remember I was reading it. I was like, "But there's nothing funny about." It. So like. I was like, oh, I'll go in and I'll banter a little bit with the casting director and, like, she'll see I'm funny. And I remember I was like, I brought up my friend. I was like, oh, so how do you know so-and-so? And And she was like, work. Are you ready? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was like, yep, there. That's so much for the banter part. Um, And then I just did the scene. She was like, all right, great. And, like, I was like, it was almost embarrassing how fast I was done, like, when I came (laughs) out. It's never good to be that quick. Did you audition for the snake that attacked Tom Green? Was that... that Um, No, they said they had you you in mind. (laughs) She auditioned Um, for the stage directions. (laughs) Yeah, no, so that that was my... Oh, so Brecken Meyer, yeah. So were you, like, did you... you, Are you friends with him, or were you friends with him? Did you Uh, meet him, like, on Clueless? Yeah, I knew him as a kid, and Mm. then he was working on Robot Chicken years later, and, uh, you know, I wrote a spec and he, you know, called me about it and he said it was funny, but that it was too smart. And uh, that's what he said. Yeah. Which was really sweet of him. And then I just like, you remember that scene in swingers where you're watching John Favreau leave the girl, the message yes. and like, you yeah. just keep thinking like, no, <laughs> don't say that. that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. That's how I felt. Like I felt like I was watching myself have the conversation from out of body, like (laughs) where I was just like so (laughs) awkward and self-deprecating, and also like in a weird relationship at the time where I just sort of like made it sound like the whole thing was a bad idea for them (laughs) to even consider me for the job, and and it may have even come off to him as like, why did I bother calling this girl? This was a waste of my time. What an entitled bitch! And it's like it was really like from my motivation is like the opposite where it's like you know yeah yeah um so you don't stay in touch with them anymore no well I were don't. you was it coming from a place of like were you nervous i was nervous you is were it nervous? because it was breck and meyer and i yeah well i mean i hadn't well, who wouldn't seen be him nervous or talked about to breck and meyer <laughs> I hadn't he's seen the him poor man <laughs> seth green yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like i hadn't seen him since i was like nine and he had you know been doing movies and shit and blowing up since then no he he, he had like a Big he career. Did, no, but yeah. there, there was a time when it was like that that role, like kind of nebbishy kind of role. Not ne- not too much, but like it was either him or Seth Green. Mm-hmm. Were, for yeah. like seven, five or seven years, it was either one of those guys. Right. And for some reason, Breck and Meyer It was high times like, in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, was in like the, next... the Garfield movie, right? Oh, that's right. He played yeah. a movie. No, I don't know. That's, um, well, that's <laughs> Eric's favorite movie. <laughs> he actually, he played Myrtle. Normal. <laughs> I like the second one better. Um I'm just kidding. Yeah. Was there a second one? Yeah, it was uh, okay. Tale of Two Kitties. Oh my god! I know. I don't. I don't did you just make it. that up? No, I swear to God, I think that's the name of the movie. You oh, can't wow. make that shit up. Yeah. How did you? Wow. 
Interesting. Um, so, I, so was that like one of your first? So I guess like uh, when when you were kind of like, oh, I want I want to be in showbiz. Were you like, oh, I, I, was your mom kind of like, hey, write something and then just like pitch it and then no, uh, no, they'll make it. We, you know, it's like a, I remember when. Did she you feel and pressure I, too from like what your family was like being like, oh? I mean, it's like how are you going to live up to that? It's like yeah. no matter can what you say, do, her, can be, we say her mom is again just for new listeners. Her mom um, is uh, Mike Pence. Yeah, yes. Mike Pence is. <laughs> he birthed her. Actually, and, um, uh, that's why she was so mad. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> Amy Heckerling is your mom, yeah. uh, the um, director, yeah, and writer. Poor yeah. thing. And oh. actually, you know, it's so funny. Um, th- they're coming out with another Emma. I don't know if you saw. I that. know, yeah, they are. So um, when Clueless was is like based on Emma, right? Yeah, they're. Uh, I feel like they're really dusting off the, um, you know, sort of like period, the female-driven period pieces where it was like we yeah. had Little Women and yep. now we have yeah. Emma. And But Emma, they keep making that. I mean, it's like, Spider- yeah, this it's is like, like Spider-Man, you know? They keep right. making it over and over again, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, I actually, I read it and I, you know, it feels like, it feels like Jane Austen is wrapping you a neat little present that she like gives you at the end where it's like everything just all sort of works out. Am I, I've never read it. Is it? It's, it's very much that way where it's like you introduce all these characters and you think this one's going to go with that one and this one with that one. And then, then, oh my God, all is lost. And then at the end, everybody ends up with everybody. Is Clueless very similar to it? Uh, yeah. Except it has Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, the Christian character isn't gay in Emma. He's mm. he's actually mm-hmm. just engaged to some other woman that Emma doesn't like, and and the vibe is like Emma doesn't like her because which she's one is pretty. Christian? He's he. Uh, I guess the gay the guy turned. Yeah, yeah, the guy that she was hitting on or he, she liked. Oh, he's yeah. like kind of the hot dude. Oh, so that was that was that was a good change that she made from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just did sort of you? Like, so did you feel pressure? Yeah, I mean, you must now even, but like when you first were starting out, or did, did it seem like a benefit, or did it seem kind of like a detriment i don't know i i tried not to take advantage of that stuff because i don't like nepotism oh, okay. and now in retrospect i feel stupid because it's like oh integrity's dumb too yeah and and but also <laughs> i've watched you know like well, you feel I, the same way as the trump kids they're, they're not into nepotism at all oh yeah, yeah totally yeah, so. right you know. Yeah. Tiffany Trump, oh no, not Tiffany. Uh, well, Ivanka one. has every mm. business being at those <laughs> meetings. Um, I, you know, the one thing I can say for myself at this point is like, I'm a big, huge loser, but at least I haven't raped anybody. Because, okay. like, you know, that's and that's where the bar is for me now. It's can, just so abysmally low. Yeah, when I yeah. host a show. Can I, could that be your credit? <laughs> that's great. From now on, yeah, yeah. hasn't raped anyone. I know, right? Well, it's like I look at Max Landis and like all these other men in Hollywood that yeah. have like made it or benefited from nepotism or all this shit and it's like you know I, I thought I thought I was such a piece of shit for so many years for having one awkward conversation with Breck and Meyer and then you find out that everybody's molesting children or something horrible oh, right, it's yeah. like oh okay it's maybe I'm not worse. Yeah. You know? and, and, and since you've uh, you, you you know you came up in that business and everything do you have any other funny like uh, really awkward uh, stories where you met someone in there and it was just like oh this is the most awkward story in the world my favorite story lot. is like the Gilbert Gottfried thing with my babysitter when he just like came over and started making Holocaust jokes all night because her parents were survivors and uh, she liked telling everybody that because she sort of, you know, liked the pity that it would elicit and she tried to elicit pity from Gilbert Gottfried, which is like trying to draw blood from a stone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just made Holocaust jokes all night long, and she... That sounds like, yeah, something Gilbert Gottfried would do. She got so mad that she called Howard Stern like a few days later... 
and they got Gilbert on the phone and they proceeded to have these episodes of Howard Stern where it was just like Gilbert versus the German woman. Wait, wait, who this who's was the German Wait, yeah. who's the German? That was your babysitter. That was my babysitter. And she called Howard Stern? Yeah. yeah. Wait, how wait, did she know, how did she get how, through how old to was she? She yeah. was in her 40s. She looked just like Howard Stern. But wait, how did she get through to Howard Stern? <laughs> she just called the show because I guess she would like listen to him at like six in the morning oh, she was, like, and one just of those. like called the. And at, she, at first, she didn't even realize that they had put her on the air. So she was all like groggy and out of it. They almost hung up on her. Oh. Um, and then they realized what was happening, and they got Gilbert on the phone, and they were like, this is hilarious. Was was he in one of your mom's movies, Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah, he was in Look Who's Talking too. for, like, a, he was, like, he was the Jimboree teacher, which is, like, oh, the worst yeah, person you'd right. want around your children. An, an, an interesting bit of trivia, um, the Look Who's Talking, your mom directed, right, and wrote, yeah. and the, the baby's name isn't it Molly? Or is the baby's it... name was Mikey, but it was supposed to be Molly. And but... then executives were like, "No, we want it to be a boy." Kirstie Alley's character's name is Molly. Yeah, named she like it. your like yours. Yeah, spelled like yours. Yeah, M O L L I E. So that that's kind of an interesting. That's cool. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I still <laughs> think I was like, I'm, I'm like the low point of my mother's career for sure. Um, no, no. Because I, I was watching that. I, I think I told you I was watching that uh, like in the last year, and I saw in the credits it was her. It was your name spelled like, and that was that movie. Came, that movie is kind of about you, right? Mikey is you. Yeah. Right. Well, because so, it was also yeah. like, Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah. who is it? Rob Siegel plays the guy that she's fucking around yeah. with, and that's supposed to or be Peter Siegel. I think is it? I don't know. It's, something Siegel. Um, He's Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be Harold Ramis oh. in that movie because oh. I guess that's what he. You know, he was married. He had kids. They had an affair. She got pregnant. Well, he and didn't come off too well in that movie. No, yeah. but he, and she that line where he's like, oh, "I'm going through a selfish phase." I guess is something that Harold actually said to her. And she oh. was like, "It's like that thing of like, don't piss off a writer because uh, yeah, it's going in. It's yeah. going. <laughs> in. Don't piss off a screenwriter who's uh, had movies produced. Right. Yeah. Piss um, off the ones that aren't." working yeah there's plenty of those but, so, you, yeah. but, but before he died you kind of reconciled with your father um yeah no. i knew him he was cool we didn't it, we weren't on the outs or anything Harold Ramis we're talking about yeah 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 he and was I, a fun guy to smoke weed with yes <laughs> oh that. you smoked weed with him yeah he, he's awesome. like the kind of guy that would put t- joints out on his tongue you know what i mean he's just like a badass wow really um, yeah that's a, i couldn't see him doing that and I, I think we talked about this before once with you but like he had a falling out with bill murray yeah, yeah. And then he, and then they, they reconciled they like did right reconcile. when he was dying. Yeah, did you, they did. You, you probably saw Bill Murray. No, you I didn't see Bill. No, yeah. He's he's my half sister's godfather. Whoa! Oh. And I guess he's like insane. Is that, is that Violet Raymond? Yeah, Violet. She she wrote the book. She wrote the book. Okay, uh, I think I saw her. There was like a, a documentary about Ghostbusters. Yeah, the, on the she's in it. The I movies think. that made us. Oh yeah, that was oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Right, she's in that. Right, that was fun. Yeah, she is, and I I love watching that because it makes you feel like oh fuck if they could pull that off then you know because it's like this you feel so bad for the guys in the special effects department yeah. they're just like drawing over the film says it's not done fuck it it's going in we don't have time oh you mean like how that movie just like kind of was down to the wire yeah, yeah wasn't it like they said he built you weren't sure if bill murray was going to show up oh and... yeah yeah wow yeah. that's so great he's crazy like you don't know if he's going to yeah. show up on set but he might be your bartender in brooklyn just randomly <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right. there's so many stories about him yeah it's wild um so now with like with this Ratso thing, do you think you want to like uh, keep going and uh, 
Let's start producing are you, are some you looking, other stuff. Is this like an independent, like online type thing? Or you it was it like a, was it like yeah. a passion project or something that you want to like? It was a passion project. It's something that like we've tried to pitch before, but I wasn't okay. happy with the version that we wound up pitching. And I was working with some people that like our sensibilities didn't line up. Was and, it uh, was it a thing where you were like pitching it and it, it wasn't going forward, and you were like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it myself." It I, I always like those um, stories. It was sort of like that, you know. I was working with these guys uh who were you know they produced it last time uh not not financially you know they had a production company that they were trying to get up and running so you know i Mm. you know i paid them and we all made a sort of like a short pilot together and uh but they were very they were very uh pc uh it was just it was a difference in comedic sensibility where Mm. i felt like i felt like i was handcuffed and it was frustrating because it's like Oh, we're male feminists. Like this is your baby, blah blah blah. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, if then you really fucking were. listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> we're male feminists. We're not doing that. I kind of Get feel out. like I feel like white men who are trying to prove that they're good feminists are going to be the death of our entire planet. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> like, There's nothing worse than men more. trying to convince women what good guys they are. Yeah, yeah. that's like the worst Ugh. thing I've because um, it's total bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're after women. They just right, want they're doing pussy. it to get yeah. the woman to sleep with it's them. It's so transparent. Or they're, or they're trying to make their girlfriends happy. I just, like, if True. one more man <laughs> lectures me about the fucking Bechdel test, I'm going to punch <laughs> myself in the face yeah. until I die. All right, I'm glad you brought that up. Because <laughs> there's one thing I want to say about the Bechdel test. What? No, I was just going to lecture you on it. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> thank you. Can you now, please mansplain the Bechdel test to me? I actually ha- I had <laughs> to have a woman explain to me what mansplaining was the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a I thought that I had really come far with that. Yeah. I've internalized a lot of misogyny. Can you can you men please explain to me what well, the Well, you know, is? like I don't want to but I mean, I feel like mansplaining just became talking. It's like ex- that. It's explaining. For you it is just talking. <laughs> yeah. That's what it it's is. It's just a man say like one time a, gir- a girl it, was like, "Hey, I didn't see this movie." I was telling her the plot of the movie. She's like, "Oh, I'm like" And then she's like, mansplaining. I don't I'm like, need you to you mansplain didn't, you, I'm telling you about something you don't know. <laughs> but it might be the way your voice sounds. Yeah. It always sounds your <laughs> You do sound very didactic. <laughs> well, I a, do, yeah. I was listening to an interview I did recently, and I was like, I feel, I feel like I sound mad at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of. <laughs> I feel like you're mad at me all the time. When really? The show. I yeah. kind of am. Oh, you know, here's the thing. I, I've had that Bechtel <laughs> test explained to me a few times, yeah. and I still don't. I forgot what it was. It's it's uh if you have uh, guess, yeah. two female characters, do they have one conversation that doesn't mention a man, man. or an Oh man. right, okay. All yeah. right. Um uh. and it's very weird as a woman to go through your own writing and be like, Does this pass the Bechdel test? I mean that's yeah. That's um, you want to have a conversation where they don't talk about men. Yes. Right. But why So uh, Clueless does that, yeah. right? <laughs> no, Clueless but, does it. Yeah. No, it does. Like, it why does. would you anyone want to see two women talking about anything besides men? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> okay. What else is there to talk yeah. about? Like they're talking what about like female stuff? Is that like, like a thing? Like shoes. <laughs> they're just yeah. talking they about talking? their periods. Yeah. That's all. They're talking <laughs> that's all they they're do. talking about their PhD thesis. Oh, right. Um cuz that's interesting. <laughs> did your so do you like how did your like your parents when they got into that? Mm-hmm. Did they produce their own stuff or did no. they like, because I feel like they came up in a time when it was like, you could get a deal for like a movie, you know, if you were kind of like a hot young. Yeah, but I don't think it was ever that easy. I think you're But did I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm yeah. like, did your mom like just make her own no, movie? No, my mom worked her ass off. Did, but you know, she, she worked her way through college. She went and to she like went film to a, school, right? She went right? to AFI and she yeah, made and she a was, short she, film. And then did she, she make a short and then from that did she get, was Fast Times her first movie? Yeah. And That's was that from insane. a short? 
No, no, it wasn't from a short. But I know she had made a short in AFI called Getting It Over With, and it had won some awards. About and losing some illusionary virginity? Yeah. Was that someone? Was that about someone having sex with Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. It was about it 15 minutes with. of a woman blowing a carrot. <laughs> okay, cool. But that and back then, I mean, for a fem- there wasn't a lot of female directors. It was hard for Not a woman at all. to get a movie. That's what I mean. Do I mean, you, it's uh, hard do, now. But do you yeah. know the story? Like, because from what I understand of that, yeah, she kind of was she someone that got someone's attention and that because she just kind of was. Because Fast Times was just like a studio movie, right? It was a studio movie. And they, I, were they like... And I don't I, know where the leap happened. I know that she, you know, was working as an assistant editor for a while. And, and you know, she would spy on Scorsese, who was down the hall. And, wasn't she super young, too? Like in her was, 20s? yeah. Did she ever she talk about 20s. what that was like? Like, oh my God, now I'm directing like this huge... I mean, because I, I know that that movie became big, but I don't know at the time they had a lot of... Um, expectations of it because I've heard when it came out they, the studio was kind of like no one's going to want to see it it was kind of the t- changing of the tide when they were marketing movies to kids again yeah and I kind of feel like uh, even hearing stories about you know the producers and people that she worked with it, it, fe- it felt like there was a large influx of young people that were coming up at the same time and getting yeah. their breaks and it was really exciting for all of them. That must have been a crazy time. Must have just been like partying and like blow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm it serious, was like the right? 80s. It was no. like, that doesn't happen know, anymore. Right? Time. Yeah. 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 I mean, no one still... in their 20s does that now. <laughs> there's still the 20s and the blow but coupled with economic depression <laughs> yeah. and an information glut. Well, and especially in sh- like entertainment, it's just, you know, the film movie business and everything is totally different. Back then it was like you know, movies were still kind of like, especially like comedy movies were kind of coming. I mean, the 80s was such a like was a, big uh, time for comedy a hot time for yeah. comedy movies, right? Yeah, like Meatballs and Porkies and stuff. And I mean, I know we've gone through this, but it's like your three parental figures are like responsible for like Every almost movie. all of them. <laughs> yeah, If I know. you break them down. I really wish I was like suited for anything else at this point. I'm sort of like, why didn't I study like, you know, social work or yeah. like something to actually hang your hat on because like but it does interest you though right like yeah uh, it interests me it's like you know but you can be passionate about a lot of stupid crap that doesn't do you (laughs) any good um well i think what happened is the business the structure i feel like everyone in in the film business is just on every level is like scrambling on some level you know what i mean right yeah for sure because because things that like the like what you're doing i mean independently produced projects are like kind of the biggest things now yeah, you got to do it yourself. Podcasts now. are the biggest shows. Like Joe Rogan's show has more appeal than, you know, the Tonight Show does right now. Well, like the, it I, really does. And it's one of those things you never know because I, you know, I listen to Mark Maron's podcast a yeah. lot, and he was yeah. saying that he, you know, he had done a lot in comedy, but his career all but kind of he yeah. was just considered a has been. I mean, it completely. was like over, and he just started this thing. It wasn't when podcasts were oh. they were like nothing, and he was like, I'm just going to do this thing in my you know, in my garage, and now he's, you know, I don't, you know, he's like a titan of it. It's right. insane to think that. So yeah. it's he's one of those things. He's more successful now than he ever was. Too. And th- there has to be, yeah, I know. So there has to be a thing, you know, it's one of those things when, you know, and showbiz is so, f- showbiz is so full of like, hey, look at me, I'm on top, and then you're here, and then it's like five years later, it's like, now look at me, I'm on top. <laughs> I yeah. just feel like showbiz is so rife with that. It yeah. just happened. The shift is, like, constant. 
And you just have to like ride the wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't. So I don't know what I'm just. I, I, I'm sorry. I like I hate when everyone's at the high point because it's like it's so hard to be happy for someone who's <laughs> happy for themselves. You know what I mean? And then you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, well, it's never gonna not be like that. They're always gonna be at the high point. I'm always gonna be here. And then a story comes out about them like molesting everybody and then they're <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a sucker for the person who starts a thing in their garage or their basement because it makes you feel like, oh, like you just have to be passionate, and the truth is, like, there's so many people that do shit. I just think, I mean, I, even you have to be passionate and lucky, lucky, hundred yeah. percent, totally. Lucky. And I yeah. think, and I think a big point of it is because when I was listening to Mark Maron, he was saying that when things were going so badly, he finally had a moment. He had gotten sober, and he had a moment where he was like, "I have to accept w- where I'm at in showbiz," which is it's nothing is going to happen the way I wanted it to happen. Yeah. So he had kind of basically. And it was a very, like, zen attitude. Instead of being like, well, I have to do this, and then I'll get here, he just was like, I'm doing it because I'm doing it. I don't really mm-hmm. give a shit. So it's interesting. You hear a lot of movies that become these, like, huge these huge movies later. Fast Times is one of them. Mm-hmm. I always hear about... It's funny when you hear about these movies, like, when they're making them, and everyone's like, "When no one wanted to make it. Everyone said it was the worst thing <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, we were making, and they were like, no one's going to see it. And Fast Times is one of those movies that it was like, they don't even want to release this. They're like, who wants to see this? You know, it's like, who is the head of these? Who do they hire these guys from? It's always the people who know nothing. They bring them like, you know... um, Ghostbusters, and they're like, "This will never work." <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, to, to be fair, I, they probably do that with most movies because everyone's afraid of taking risks. So, outside of a Star Wars movie, I feel right. like most studio heads are like, this "But probably I, even won't Star work. Wars, they were like, no." Well, the written, yeah, the yeah. Written, but I'm talking about now. <laughs> no, you know? I know. it's I know. funny though. The, the, every successful movie, there is. You you wonder if it's like a story after the fact that people mm-hmm. like to say that it sucked or something or every, that, that it wasn't going to work. Every it's Oscar every single winner. one. Like when somebody won an Oscar. always one person that believes in it. Just the yeah. one person. Yeah. That but one it, asshole who was like, "I knew from go yeah. that this was special." <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and it'll be like it's always. I'll listen to interviews like I'll, you know, like it'll be something like uh, like Brad Pitt will produce some movie. And they'll be like, no one wanted to make it. And I'm like, Brad Pitt went in and wanted to make it and you didn't want to make it? Like, what are you, what are you talking what, about? Like, who needs to go in to pitch the movie? If Brad Pitt looked at me for more than one second, I'm down for whatever that comes next. Anything. But I mean, it's yeah. like, what what chance do I, because I've gone into pitch meetings and I'm like, I'll pitch when I can tell they're like immediately, like, we're not doing this. Yeah. Right. So I, the fact that Brad Pitt goes in and pitches things and they're like, no, sorry, Brad Pitt. Um, or I'll hear about some big movie stars like trying to get a, a script produced or I don't know. Even you've told me stories about like your, you know, your mom or your parents, like that they had, they were trying to get things made at some point. And I'm like, how is that not an instant go? Oh, yeah. You know, well, you know, it's like any success story is like sitting on top of like a buried iceberg of failure. So, yeah. like, I yeah. think mom only wrote Clueless because she was trying to sell something else. And everyone was like, no, it's too smart. And she was like, oh, so you want stupid? I'll show you stupid. <laughs> right, right. That's so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Out of spite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, spite's a great motivator. motivator. Absolutely, I feel like it's what motivates most people in in showbiz. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a town built that's, on like jealousy. I that's think. healthy, though. It's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's why when you go there, I mean, whenever I go there, I always feel like a bad vibe. Like, I I don't know if you. I, whenever I'm there, I'm like, no one wants me here. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, because no. everyone's there, like trying to do the That's same great thing. Great attitude, right there. <laughs> That's no, just everywhere. Just there. You, you've never, yeah. Maybe it's just in here, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, I just feel like because it's just like everyone's. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a comedian. Like, oh really? Wow, just what we fucking need. Yeah, mm-hmm. comedian. You're gonna do comedy here, and oh, also you, you act too a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like when everyone's moved there to do the exact same thing. Right. And so there's I, no doctors left. I just always feel stupid there. You know what I mean? It, it, do you get that? I mean. I've never actually been to LA. Okay. To like so you know what I'm talking comedy. about. I have no idea. Yeah. But I, do you I mean, know what I'm talking I, about? I, I grew, you grew up, up there. there. I grew up Did there. Did you get that feeling there? I, you know, for me at like 15, it's like, I've read all the Howard's in and Noam Chomsky and I've seen through the looking glass and this is disgusting and I hate everybody. Mm. And, and then I left and then I wanted to go back. And now every time I go back, I'm like, you know, this place is one wildfire away from just not being livable anymore. Yeah. So like, I just don't know. <laughs> Do you go know. back there a lot? I go back sometimes, like probably about like once or twice a year, maybe. Oh, okay. Um... But, like, you know, I miss it because it's, like, you know, the weed is great, and I like being able to see the horizon once in a while. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, those are about the two reasons. That's pretty (laughs) much, yeah. I mean, it's easy. I feel like you said, Eric, you said once that doing stand-up was easier there. Oh, yeah, I think it is. It's just you can't get around. so bad. Yeah, well, most people aren't even really comics. They're like part time, yeah. like actors, and what you know, they're just doing it to get seen and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's very hard to get on stage, so the comics don't get reps. But so. once you're on stage there, what? if you've done the New York reps, you would say it's easier. Oh yeah, you. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a matter of just the reps, just getting there. I mean, though. there are comics yeah. literally who I've been on shows when I'm there. They do shows like once or twice a year. How can they be good? Right, right. You know, that's, that's not crazy. even a question of them being. That's bad. not even. A- you're not they even a hobbyist. They just point. don't even want it. They they they're not really interested in it. They're yeah. just kind of like, oh well, maybe I'll get in. I think a lot. Maybe that's got to be different be now, here. though. Everyone's a comic now. Yeah, everyone's a stand-up comedian. Which, yeah, but it it's makes crazy. it even harder to get on. It's hard in New York to get on stage. I know. In L.A. It's it's getting impossible. hard. It's not. It's still pretty easy. I what is it? Yeah. yeah. Where? Can no, you, I'm saying. Yeah, can you get me on? You do shows all the time. You enter. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah, in New York, it's definitely very easy in a way because there's so many venues. But it's getting harder. I don't know if it's getting harder, but I guess I can already see it since I started three years ago. Are you so? I know you haven't gone on since that night where the crowd was weird. But are you? Do you want to get back on soon? You know, that's my thing. Is like, I actually like I, I, I. Do stand up, but part of me also feels like, why do I do this? I don't think I like doing this. Like, I don't think I'm suited for this, and everyone else is doing it, and people who are better and more passionate about it. And then my boyfriend's like, no, you shouldn't stop. You're so good. And it's like, well, I only do like two shows every like six months anyway. So what? You know, I'm not yeah. really in anyone's way, I guess. But like, yeah. You do you, know. Do you feel the itch to do it? I because that's the problem I have. Because I I feel like I hate it a lot, but then I'm like. <laughs> But you don't, because you're always itching if you don't do a show. I, I, I mean, if it, I do, I do get that. That if itch. it's been, let's say, more than a week. <laughs> you know what the itch is? I always want to do it's, new jokes. It's I herpes. Do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that might explain a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have that itch. <laughs> I always get the itch in my genitals, and then you and go I'm on like, stage. I must not be doing enough stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Some girl was like, "What's that thing in your dick?" I haven't done stand-up in two weeks. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. but I, I like the the. The urge I have to do it is more I like doing new stuff. 
Mm. I think because I'm not like I got to get up and do my jokes that I've done. I'm very like, oh, I want to do like this new stuff and see oh. how it. I've gotten in a weird space with my stand-up where I finally, like, have embraced a certain pace I do. Like, because I did a show recently and everyone was, like, killing, but I could see they were all kind of, like, it was, like, not a dumb crowd, but a crowd that, like, you know, this guy, when I I don't know how to explain it without sounding like a I know what you mean. This guy was like, hey, I'm really fat. Look at me dance. You know, and it was like. New Jersey, you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, I followed (laughs) Eric and Alex. Sorry, I'm just kidding. So, but. (laughs) You know, like some girl was like, "Hey, you know, g- you know, a real girl power set." You yeah, know, hey, yeah. girls, and you know, uh, all right, that was my. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that's not the same as the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> was this all the same comic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed all my impressions are just me making the same voice? <laughs> yeah. um, and then Trump went on, and he was like, "Hey, I'm stupid." No, so like. But I don't, it was like, it felt kind of like pandering. And I was like, they're not really going to like what I'm doing. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just going to go up and be like, yeah, okay. And they, I, they, I didn't do bad, but I could tell like, it, I felt good because I didn't, sw- I don't like to do bad, but I didn't switch it up. You didn't you hack know? it up. That's uh. when you know, you know what I mean? Was like, it a paid gig? Was yeah, it, like, it was paid. Uh, was it paid a lot or no? No, it was in the city, so oh, it was okay. paid. That's like, good was it paid enough that you like would have felt bad if you like no. totally, okay. <laughs> But I, I think that's the rule. It was only three grand. I feel like, like <laughs> I think when you're in the city or you're getting no pay or little pay for yeah. spots, I mean, yeah. you'd be yourself. I feel like the only time that you may have to pander a little bit is if you're on the Corporate. road. No, and, I yeah, or, totally. Or, and yeah. You people pay. I mean, you don't have to, but if you see you that it's that not pressure. working, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. You can't just be like, I'm going to do an hour, fuck this crowd, because right, you're right. not, you're going to bomb for an hour. You know yeah, and I, mean? I don't, and I'm not yeah. one of those, like, I don't care what, if I bomb, I don't care what you think. I feel like that's kind of bullshit. I feel like there's no one that completely can Doesn't detach Doesn't care, themselves. yeah, no, no way. Right? There's no, and I, I'll admit, I don't like mechanism. to do bad. Yeah. I like, but I also don't, I feel, like, I've done sets where I've kind of, like, switched it up for them to like me and i feel like dirty after i'm yeah. like well, what was the point of that so these people don't they, they didn't like me i like okay i i begged people to like me like it's not why i got into this shit you know what i mean yes yeah you i talk, uh, yeah i do my stuff's kind of like it leans a little dark sometimes and, mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. i could just so, like, start with an abortion joke yeah. or like how everyone's crowdfunding for their cancer treatments and yeah. i'm like what this isn't funny it's um hysterical and uh you know it's right and like it's like oh shit i feel like you know comedy is i mean i don't know if it's morphing into it now or if that's just like a an aspect of it but i feel like you know, now everyone is so young and adorable and and funny, but in a relatable way that's not testing. And yeah. I, it's like, oh, I didn't get into this because I wanted to be young and adorable. I thought we were all older and miserable I and think, fucked up. I think that's a facet of uh, I think it's the second thing you said, because there are there are definitely people doing dark like humor and like yeah. raunchy shit that have huge followings that are yeah. successful. I get what you're saying. Right. But I mean, I don't. They got to build that following themselves. And yeah. So like, if there are no sure. name and they're in a but club the where biggest... nobody knows them, right? Right. right. They're gonna have problems. You're sometimes. just gonna oh, depress yeah. everyone on a Saturday night. Well, not depressed, but they will. I well, think, think about I mean, Tim oh. Dillon. He he talks about oh yeah, much Tim that. Dillon. Crowdfund- yeah. Like we're crowdfunding to you know help our because we don't have health insurance and like he'll make that into a bit that people are fucking you know dying. It's a, it. He's one of the yeah. the best doing it, and he's super super dark and yeah. disturbing. I don't know. I lean dark. Too, right. and I think that if you're a real comedy fan, or you like not real—that sounds stupid—but if you, you know, if you use comedy to get over things or to cope, 
then you're probably going to lean dark. You're right. probably not going to just be, I don't it, know. It depends because some people can also do dark stuff but in a light way and, and make it True. work. I, you know, I can always tell if I'm going to bomb because, like, <laughs> if you know Chris Murphy? Yeah. If yes. Chris Murphy does well, I know I'm going to bomb. <laughs> and, okay. You know what? Me and, too. <laughs> and, and Adam Strauss, like, he's one of the most depressing but brilliant comics ever, and he bombed that night too, and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, you already know. Did you go on at, right after him? No, I went on right after Eric, so the crowd was uh, nice and happy, and then I, I brought uh, them down again. Was well, it, that's not sounding good was for it me. Was it as bad? No, uh, you, yeah. were, you were great. You're always great. Yeah, you're, you know, you're probably. That room can be, on that show, can be kind of weird, though. I've had some really bad. Talk about Black Cat? Uh, no, uh, um, Broadway, yeah. 10 o'clock. Oh. And, um, oh, yeah. Oh, we should I not? Uh, on 10 o'clock. It, it, the, the crowd can be a little, like, they, they can be tough. I've had, like, rough sets there because it's. There's it's a mix of good like you know um, seasoned comedians and then newer ones who yeah. are like inviting their friends and also there's a lot of people who've never been to a comedy show and those crowds of people I've, who have never been to a comedy show are very a lot of times I don't do well with them because I feel like they don't know how to figure me out like they're like what like they're kind of like huh, what is this. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, like that's a lot of people that don't go to a lot of comedy shows, <laughs> yeah. and I've seen real seasoned comics get up and have the audience just be like, what is this? What's the big deal? Right. And, and it's it, like, it's comedy. And well, then, you know, I don't like to get into... I, I have a, I have such a hard problem uh, with... My biggest problem with stand-up is starting. I actually saw Louis C.K. in one of his sets I saw on TV oh, yeah. say that. He was like, I don't know how to start doing sets. And yeah. I have the same... Because I feel so phony being like... So anyway, you guys, like today I went to the dentist and you ever, you know, I always feel like such like, a dick. Hey. What? You're like, like I'm fat. <laughs> no, so I always have like, sometimes it'll, I'll, I'll, it's I'll, sometimes I'll do it. No, not me, but another, that guy who was fat. He's great. It. He was <laughs> yeah. good. You know, that fat comic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is another, I, we have to wrap this up. Yeah. But like he did this thing where some, some comedian had died like the day before mm-hmm. and he brought it up at the end of his set. Which okay, it's fine. You know, it's As like, like a homage. tribute. Oh, yeah, okay. like he was like, you know, and this guy died, and he was a friend of mine, and you know, it's like, oh, and I had to go on next, and I mean, not to, but it's like, <laughs> dude, I don't want to go on now after like everyone's mad that this guy, everyone's upset about this guy, and then I get up there, and I'm like, hey, everyone's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of shitty. Like, yeah. don't bring them down like that. Well, you could. Do you agree or not? I you I could have opened on another moment of silence for someone else, being like, <laughs> on that note, I also want to. I thought I I was so close to saying something, but I was like, you can't say that. There's no way you could. I mean, I wasn't that close to doing it, but it kind of annoyed me. I felt like he was kind of setting me up to. Yeah. It was his fault that I did bad. I didn't do even that bad, but whatever. <laughs> All right, like- so um. Uh, we got to wrap this up. And it, so uh, please uh, check out Molly's um, web series, you said Ratso. It was, it was on your YouTube channel. So. Yeah, so it's just Molly Heckerling on YouTube, and the first three episodes are there, mm-hmm. and the next one's going to start getting... There's a character named Corny Dump, and he's, <laughs> All right. he's Trump, so we'll see. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Corny just, Dump? Maybe I will disable those comments. No, yeah. um, no, no, no. That'll get some uh, exposure. Yeah, the first time you see him, he's fucking his daughter, and then he's like, oh, this is my daughter, Ritzy. I love it. Oh, oh okay. All right, cool. So are you pitching that to Nickelodeon? It's for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Jr., actually. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, well, uh, that was a great show. Thanks, everybody. That's um, it. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Last exit to Brooklyn, I end up carefully the queen holds my scepter. Getting them like a derelict on scotch. I'm Dick Lewis, cause baby, I'm watching you scheme on a brother for a night.